And now, welcome to The Approach with Jeremy Seaholm, Danny Finn. Welcome to episode number 24 of The Approach podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Seaholm. And I'm Dan Finn. Are we still the shortest running weekly podcast about Candlepin? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, we're talking about height because I feel like we kind of level each other out. Ooh, that, so that might be even. Who's the tallest person on ripping the rack? Probably Calvin. Cal- is Calvin taller than me? Yeah, you guys are close. Okay, so maybe it all averages out in the end. I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, Tim is my height. Mark's maybe an inch or two taller. Brian, I'm not so sure about. Yeah, he's he's probably a pretty tall guy too. Yeah, so I, they, we might be the shortest in longevity uh, as far as podcast weeking weeklies go and height when you average it all out. Yeah, probably. So maybe we can get like Matt Penkel on the podcast. We're, yeah, that that'll that'll help. That helps, right? <laughs> that, that, that definitely helps. So who do we have on today? We have a fun one this week. I had so much fun with this. Uh, it's Stu Bergman and Jason Doucette. So every podcast, I try to pick on you as much as possible. And this one, I really didn't have to. It's true. They just kind of picked on each other. Yeah, exactly. But this is, this is your old stomping grounds. Yeah. This is, I think this is why I had so much fun with it. Cause it was, it was literally just talking to, you know, two of my, well, three of my friends, but you know, Thank you. two guys that I, I grew up in the, in the ranks with. And when we talk about it too, and I know it comes up on the podcast about, you know, we ask everybody, you know, who brought you up, who brought you into their circle? And you've always said, Paul uh, Willits, but then you always said, you know, Stu and Doucette. So, you know, it was kind of cool that you, you know, to sit with the guys that brought you up. Cause I always credit you to being the guy that brought me up. So everything kind of came full circle on this one. Yeah. I, I, I had say it again. I, I had a lot of fun. So we'll get them on and then we'll be back with spare thoughts. Welcome, guys. What's up? How are we doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Are we, are we excited for bowling tonight? Yeah. Why not? Uh, I guess so. I guess so. Every week's going to be an adventure. When you, only, when you only get out once a, a week. I know. Yeah, you get excited for it. Well, I mean, you, you, Stu, you just had a bunch of surgeries done, right? Yeah, I had another surgery. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> this time I had my left shoulder uh, operated on. They didn't have to do a rotator cuff. They went in and cleaned it away, cut away a bunch of stuff, uh, cleaned it out because I was uh, in pretty bad shape because <clears throat> I wiped out skiing last December um, on Upper Cranmore and it was icy as hell. And we shouldn't have gone, but we were always driving up there, so we just went skiing and my very first run, I said to my kid, I'm not doing anything. I'll start off with greens and just like first run, I wiped out right away and just destroyed my shoulder. It felt like 20 times that day. So my son goes, I've never, I've never seen you bowl. I've never seen you ski so bad in your life. So 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 first run, he goes and wipes out and like tears himself apart. And then he just goes and does it again. Yeah, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure you didn't do any more damage in the 19 other falls that you had after the, oh, after the initial one. <laughs> yeah, I was a mess. But um, and then after that, I waited forever. Went to physical therapy, and they gave me a bunch of cortisone, but never got better. So really, just recently, all this time, the doctor said, "Let me go in and clean it out." And I was bowling with Jason last yeah. year. Coincidentally, his bowling never got better either. <laughs> I got worse. I used to apologize every time coming off the lanes. I'd look at Dead, and he'd be looking at me and uh, with like his eyes. And Jason, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Every time. So, 
but um, I wanted to have you guys on just because I mean, you you two were a big part of me coming up because I was I was kind of brought into to your group by Paul Paul, Paul, Paul Willis. Willis. I mean, I, I didn't lead Paul Willis too. Yeah. So we always ask the question like, you know, who brought you up? And Jeremy accredits Paul and you guys. Yeah. The person who brought him up. I can't remember if it was the Needham lead that I that I met you. Still. Yeah, I think so. Was it Needham? Yeah. yeah I think so. It was a three man. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. Because we went from Metro West over to Needham, and right. Were you at Fico's for a while? Yes, we were at Fico's for I believe two seasons. Bailey. Yeah. Bailey. And then went to Woburn. Yeah. And then there were Academy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had a pit stop at Fairway. Yeah, of course. We're fit Fairway for great. Awesome. That was the best time ever. Was Fairway. Definitely. And. Couple stories I want to get into after that, but oh boy. but no, that 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 Thursday, that well, actually it was Tuesdays. That was such a fun league. It was only eight teams, but I mean, it was me, Ganj, and Scott Moore, I think. Yep. And you had the, the tag team. Yeah, Kevin, that's right. That's Kevin, right. Kevin and Mark. It was right? two Mark it's, and it's two sons. I, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the other one's name. He used to come running over. Hey, how, how many spins you get tonight, Stu? How many spins you get? Yeah, you know, sure. he, he would just run over to me and Jason or whoever and talk. You're about in the middle of your approach. <laughs> He's just like, ah, go still like a six box in this. Max Lethal. Max Lethal, uh, wrestling right, name. Right. Dana, right. did you know he was a local wrestling wrestling legend? Did not know that. I feel like I'm going to learn so much from this podcast. <laughs> Maybe not bowling related. The sad thing that nobody else in Framingham also knew that he was a wrestling champion. He gave Paul Deviani like this autographed picture of him with his championship belt. Oh, what's that uh, wrestling thing though that we went to? Uh, that's a local one. Oh, big time wrestler. Yeah, was he a big time wrestler? I don't even think he was that big time. No, sure he was below that. that. Yeah, Smokes like, was he on STW? Small time wrestling? Yeah, <laughs> In his backyard somewhere. Back to him. Yeah, no, that, I mean that's where I, that's where I got to meet you guys, and you know we. I kind of weaseled my way into your your well, world, yeah. Your group, just because I mean I didn't know anybody. But everybody's gonna start somewhere. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. No, like Stu, did you bowl in the kids' league here? No, I, I started at Sammy White's. Um, oh my God, probably in the seventies, and bowled the kids' league to start, you know, with a bunch of my friends, and um, I stayed with it for a while. I think till I was. Probably like maybe like about thirteen or fourteen, maybe fifteen. I was a pretty decent bowler then. I stayed over at Sammy White's, and I was I think at that time maybe about a, you know one fourteen, one fifteen. And then of course like like a lot of people, I just blew it off and started playing every other sport and kind of you know, the ball yeah, into about yeah, fifteen years later. Right discovered girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're from that. Still haven't. But <laughs> were, you, were you from that area? Yeah, I grew up in Brighton. Oh, okay. Yeah, in Boston. So, yeah, we used to ball at Sammy Ways. There was Brighton Bowl. There was these places like um, Com Ave. Uh, that was, a, you know, there were bowling alleys all over the place. So that's yeah. Where, but Sammy Works was an awesome place. It was huge. You know, it was, that was a really good place. And um, I think, not to go all over the place, but the, the guy who ran the place, Don DeRoney, his son bowled here, I think, last yeah. year. Remember? He yep. was a real nice oh, guy, yeah. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. But it was a great bowling alley. Yeah. Was, that, was that a split house? I didn't have both. No, not, no. Not, not, not when I was there, it wasn't. No. I think, I think it went Candlepin for a long time. As long as I know until they close. Yeah, that, that, that was one place I always wish I was able to go to. Yeah, it was a good place. Of course, they did all the tapings for Channel 5. Yeah, yeah. So, Early you know, we'd watch them. They used to have, like, Sunday morning special. We'd all go when we were 15, 16 years old and bowl for, like, 
two hours for like, I don't know, like 10 bucks or something. And then, then they used to do the tapings sometimes too, so you'd be able to run over and watch the tapings too. I feel like Sammy Weiss was like the place for a long time. Yeah, like, it was. Yeah, at least like towards the city anyway. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, and Jason, you grew up near me in Framingham. Now, did you bowl at Metro West? You bowl at Sudbury? Sudbury, Bowlerdome. Now, why, was... why Sudbury over Metro West? Um, my dad had a restaurant in Wayland, so it was kind of in between where we lived. We lived like a suburb, a suburb lot. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true too, because you lived right near um, yeah. off of Edgell Road. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, okay. So I grew up in Bolton Kids League there, and uh, like Stu, probably Bolton until uh, high school, and then stopped, and then picked up uh, picked it up again after high school. Played sports, you know everything else, but um, but yeah. Now, now the big question is, when did you start bowling off the wrong foot? I was going to ask that question. <laughs> and did anybody ever try to break you with that? No. Ever since I was able to throw the ball, you know, one, you know, one arm yeah. instead of two, I was always sliding on the wrong foot. Nobody ever corrected me or told me you're doing anything wrong. Did you have a ball off the wrong foot with both hands between the legs? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, it's. Doesn't affect me at all, really. I mean, it seems natural to me. Yeah. It's unnatural to me if I try to do it the other way. I've tried it just for for fun, and it needs to come off balance, obviously. Yeah, I can't. It's, yeah, it's sort of like writing, you know, with your right hand your whole life, and just all of a sudden trying okay. to stop, you know, right with the left. It's, I'm just surprised that nobody were there coaches in your kids' league and. Um, there was it was a long time ago. They were like coaches, but a guy who kind of was able to teach me how to bowl on the wrong foot, like as far as where to stand, how to do it, was uh, Mike Savetti. Yeah. And uh, and Fran Honorado was another one. You know, they bowled out of out of Sudbury and they both worked there. So they worked with me and you know got me straightened up because I was I lived at the bowling alley. I was there Saturday night kids. He still league. does. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I used to go there Sunday mornings, they had the special like it was like a you know a dollar a string. And so I go there and you know throw as many games as you know like as I could. But a couple of other bowlers that bowl off the wrong foot too. Who is it? There's one in oh, Canada. Larry Doucette is Kustak. Kustak. See, I was Dave, hope, Dave Driscoll. I was, I was, I was actually going to say, I was hoping Double you were going to say, one day I saw Dave Driscoll on TV and I thought, that's the way I need to go. <laughs> Double D. I guess Herb, Herb the Carol? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, somebody you know, told me he used to. He, he was a double D was an R. Yeah, he yeah. was a good bowler, too. Yeah, he, he, West for that he, he made Channel 50 quite a bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It took me a while to realize that you were bowling off the different... I don't want to say the wrong really? thing. It works for you. But it was one of those things. You know, like when they, they do pictures and they'll put like somebody with like six fingers in there? And you're not supposed to figure out what's wrong, but like something's supposed to draw your attention to it. Every time you bowl, I went, something's different. I can't figure it out. So he, goes, he slides on his right foot and he's right handed out. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Every time you bowl, I'm like, there's something different about it. I can't I figure it out. I'm like, I'm like, do I look like I'm, you know, that? And they're like, no, you see, because you, the way you throw a ball, it, it doesn't look, it's, yeah, that, you know what I mean? It doesn't look, but you really have to be looking and know, you know, yeah. then, then you see it. It's like, all right. Well, especially like coaching the kids, like, like, you know, we're trying to teach them, you know, the one, two, three, because sometimes it's not even that they're bowling off the wrong foot, it's they're bowling on, it, how they end up is different every single time. Yeah. So I'm constantly, you know, if you're right-handed, your left foot's in front. So maybe that's why I was more prone to say something doesn't look right about that. So I thought about going over there and trying to coach it, but I figured <laughs> I can't yeah, fix yeah. bad habits That'd at this point. No, I know your brother's bowl now. Were you the only one that was really big into bowling then? My brother John was a good bowler, believe it or not, when he was a teenager. 
um, yeah, at Sudbury, and we bowled in the same league. We bowled in the men's league. I started at a young age bowling in the men's league. I think it was six, 15, 16 years old. It was younger than that, maybe. <clears throat> and um, my goal was always to beat my brother, be better than my brother. And uh, it happened pretty quick. But I think he stopped bowling uh, for a while, but I caught up to him and passed him. I used to bowl him for money after bowling and, uh, and beat him. And uh, <laughs> he had enough of that after a while. <laughs> so, I'm out. The, embar- the only embarrassment of losing your you know, younger brother and maybe the money <laughs> as well, too. Now, now, Stu, when did you, so you said you took some time off. Yeah. Now, when you came right back, I mean, were you back where you were before? No, nah, not really. I mean, one of my, my really good buddies, Jeff, uh, he got me back into it, and, and he said he was bowling out of Colonial, Baby Colonial Baby Baby. Oh, my God. Did, did I tell you? So he used to come in. So I, I don't mean to yeah, interrupt, yeah. but I was going to forget. Like, three or four years ago, he was coming in, like, every, like, Friday night. Yep. Like, him and his, I don't know, his, his girl. Wife. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Which one? He's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like hey, what's going on? He's like, how are you doing? Oh, I remember me. Like, I bowled with your league. That's right. That's right. <laughs> He was funny. He's a good guy. He's funny as hell. But he was a. Uh, he got me back into it. He had me. He goes, no, he talked me into it. I didn't even want to bowl. So I go to Weymouth. I'm bowling in the Colonial, up in Colonial. It's, a, it's like emergency league, you know, like drinking, hanging out. Um, and there was some good bowlers, but it was more kind of fun. And so I was doing that for a couple of years. And then, um, you know, and, and then once I got on Channel 5 a couple of times, people started saying to me, hey, you know, why don't um why don't you stop bowling with county? Why don't you stop bowling more competitively? There were good guys there, but they're like, you know, if you want to bowl, why don't you come over with us? Go to like Native or go to, you know, I don't remember some of the other houses like Central Park or wherever it was. John Badorski came up to me one day and goes, hey, would you um, why don't you come and bowl with me doubles? Why don't you come? So I'm like, and I lived in Natick, but I was always driving to Colonial. So I said, yeah, I guess so, you know, John. So I went up to Natick, walked in there. I didn't know anybody when I walked in. I mean, I walk in and there's like Dan Galan, Brian Crow, <clears throat> excuse me, um, uh, Paul Berger, Chief Putney, um, Jackie Ray, like all these everybody. really, yeah, really good bulls. Mike Morrill, Mike Morrill, and I forget, is it Morrill or Morrill? I forget. Morrill. Morrill. <laughs> and um, yeah, so you know, so I was sort of bowling there, and it, and it was really, I, I think my, oh, I met you later on, Jeremy, yeah. but, but it was really competitive, and I'd be bowling, and like, and I and I'm like I see this little kid and I'm like, say they let little kids in this league? This is kind of weird because it's really competitive. So we end up bowling against this little kid. He looks like he's nine to ten years old. Every time we bowl against him, my team, I figure it was me and John would be like really close. Like we bowl six hundred. This kid's bowling six hundred. I'm like, who the hell is this kid? Was it Jeff? And I'm like, who's this kid? Right? And he's bowling off the wrong foot. <laughs> and then I found out it was guns. And he wasn't nine to ten years old. He was like twenty one. <laughs> like, That's where we. Met. But it was funny because I didn't even know him. Like every time, like how come, how come we can't beat this kid? He's like nine. He looks so young, man. And I don't even know if Jeff was bowling there with you, but it was great. I'm like, this kid's awesome. See, my first thought, Jeremy, was that it was going to be you. It was a hide issue. But then I realized you always say you weren't good when you were a kid, so it couldn't have been you. It definitely wasn't. It was crazy. <laughs> was it? Was it me? So what? I mean, what, so you made Channel Five before you actually started bowling in competitive leagues. Yeah, well, well, I would say, uh, yeah, out of uh, out of Weymouth I did, Colonial. I started saying to myself, I started going to roll-offs here and there, like, wall-ex in places. I'm like, maybe I should try this. I started kind of get my style back. Well, and, um, and eventually, yeah, I made I made Channel 5, um, which is, I mean, kind of a crazy story because uh, 
not to be, not to ramble on, but um, the, I remember the fine, the first one, the final was at Orleans, and it was on like a Sunday morning at like nine o'clock. So I said, yeah, I'll go to that. And uh, the night before was my cousin's bachelor party, and he lived in Hanover. So I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, Hanover's not that far from Orleans. So we all go out into Boston, his bachelor party, my cousin, and we, everyone's going crazy the whole like drinking, partying. I don't know if I can say this, they went to the Golden Banana. I don't know, if, you can cut that out. No, my okay. wife won't hear that. <laughs> but we all went out, and we, we got, everyone gets like, you know, it's trash. Get back to his house like 3.30 in the morning, barely fall asleep, and I'm like, oh man, I gotta get up in like an hour or two. Get up, gotta drive all the way down Orleans from his house, and I got a major like hangover. And I get there, and I'm like, oh man, this is, it's really hot out that day, that day too, which I kind of remember. I'm like, I got a bowl of warm-up string. So I put a bowl of warm-up string, and I barely hit 80. And I'm like, oh my God, this is really bad. I might, I should get out of here. But I'm like two hours away, what am I gonna do? So I hang in there, and I end up on like 670. And I'm like, I couldn't believe it, because I was like all over the place, and I had a hangover and everything. And I bowled 670 that day, and ended up kind of getting on. I was surprised as heck. But, yeah. who, who, who'd you got that 80 string out of the way? I know, I'm <laughs> telling you, man, it was crazy. Who'd you end up bowling? You know what? I think I bowled with uh, maybe Doug Smith, the guy that, is that his name who ran Situate? The owner of Situate? Sounds I think it was him. I think it was that guy. But then I, you know, I left, I didn't, and it was another shift. I didn't know if I was going to make it because I saw Chief walking in and the Morgans and all back then, you know, because it was like 50 or 60 guys at the roll-offs, and it was like, you know. 670 at Colonial was yeah, pretty that's No, no, that's, that's, that's at Orleans. Oh, that, that's yeah. impressive, too. Yeah, at Orleans, yeah. I always think to myself, too, like when you ask the question, when you, you know, who are you bowling with? And somebody goes, oh, I'm not sure. I always wonder if somebody's listening going, that was me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say my name. Exactly. <laughs> who would you bowl on TV? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, my first time I go on, and, I, and luckily I got to bowl Putney. Yeah. And during Jimmy, during his live run, and Jimmy was like, you know, an animal. He was bowling awesome. It was like nerve-wracking as hell because the lights are on right. and it's like everyone's behind you and you got the guy at the lob line sitting there watching with the socks oh which is like crazy yeah and there's like I mean it's exciting to get on like you guys have talked to you know Bobby and Steve and uh and Paul and all the guys, they'll tell you, yeah, it's, it's great to get on. It's like an honor to get on. It's like, you know, with all the tough bowlers, yeah. like 50 or 60 bowlers, it's like winning a tournament, but it's yeah. like the craziest thing. Yeah. But then I was excited. But then as it came closer to TV time, I'm like, oh, my God. I hope I, you just want to, I always just want to kind of do good. But that was the whole thing, which I usually never did, so. <laughs> Struggle, big time struggle. Actually, we had so. we had Janet on, and she talked about the live show, and she said after it was over, there was almost a relief of like, it's yeah, got through it all. But I mean, you had a bunch of shows on Channel Fifty where you did pretty well. Yeah, Fifty, I, I did okay on Fifty because I, I did this, I, I did kind of really bad on one skin show. Another one, I kind of did okay, but it was kind of more fun the skin show, and um, and the singles I did pretty well. I was because I think uh, when I when I got there, it was a little, it wasn't at Lita, it was at Park Place, so. You had like Dan, Dan Murphy and Doug Smith, but it was smaller, you know. You kind of felt more. It, it was different than Channel Five because I come over here, I'm like, oh, there isn't as many hundreds of people, and it was a little bit different feeling. But it was still, it was still um, great to get on Channel Fifty. But just, I was a little bit more relaxed there. So, 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 who really brought brought you in into like the pro level? You should say Paul Willis because people can't say. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Willis was definitely the guy that brought me in. I knew him from following over the fairway, and um, we used to go to all the uh, 
pro tours together um, back when it was 10 strings and stuff like that. And we did roll-offs. We, you know, we drive to roll-offs together and finals together. And yeah, he brought me into that 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 circle. You know, introduced me to new people and better bowlers, competitive bowling. So, you know, it's it's funny because my mother went to one of one of the pro tours, a couple of them, my first year, and I was bowling with Paul. And I had made a post, you know, when, when Paul passed away, and she's like, why does that name sound familiar? And all I had to do was say, I'm like, oh, it was Saturn of Natick. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, oh, that's right, oh, I remember that guy. Because he had, he had, because he drove a Saturn, he always yeah, had yeah. them sponsor his yeah, pro tours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, do you know who sponsored me in the pro tour? Uh, Tommy O'Brien. Where'd you, where'd you <laughs> the line? <laughs> Helen Slew. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'll never forget it. Did, uh, she, did she tell you, I get nothing out of this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went up to her one, one day. I saw her, and I asked her, I said, Helen, I said, I'm going to be pulling the pro tour. And I said, um, would you like to sponsor me? And she said exactly those words. She says, well, what do I get out of this? She basically said, what do I get out of this? Sad thing is she knows. Yeah, and I said, well, <laughs> I said, I don't know, you have the, the name on the back of the shirt. I said, you know, a bunch of my brother's bowling leagues here and whatnot. I said, of that, that's about it. And um, she's like, all right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think she did that for a few people, right? Like, yeah, yeah, she did. She did it for me the first year, and then the next year she started giving me crap about it. She's like, oh, I don't get anything out of this, you know, just a little bit of free <laughs> advertising. I'm like, then don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not that big of a deal. But I don't know, I had a feeling, because I know, like, uh, Tommy O'Brien, like, had his company. Venture Enterprises or, like, yeah. or something. I, I, I bowled with, with Fran Honorado on one of the, his last year on the Pro Tour, and he's yeah. like, he had a Venture Enterprises, like, shirt on. Like, God, a made-up oh. company. Yeah. Tax write-off. George Costanza. <laughs> but um, it was funny, because when I bowled the Pro Tour, when you were bowling the Pro Tour, um, every time I would go up to Dottie Larrick at the table, right, to pay, and you can draw a land, whatever, and she would say, oh, okay, Jeremy. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding you. And then she, and then I'm like, I'm not Jeremy. She, and then she'd look up and she goes, you sure? <laughs> and I'm like, I, yeah, I'm sure. I'm Jason. She says, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I get you too confused all the time. And I get it. We're both short. We look young. Uh, I get it. Well, you're, you're, what are you, 46, 47? 47. 47. Okay, so you guys. You're even older than Jeremy. I thought you 50s, my bad. <laughs> God. No, no, that's shoe. I feel like more. I had uh, I had somebody come in the other day and uh, bowled on Tuesday Night League and called me Jeremy. I said, Jeremy. She goes, sorry, sometimes that you guys confused. I'm like, I'm like three feet taller than he is. <laughs> I'm two Jeremy's. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, like, for some reason, like, I, I thought, like, Dan Gothier was, like, 50, like, 10 years ago. Like, I don't know why. Like, I, for some reason, I thought he was a lot older than he was. Does he know that, or is he about to find out? He's, <laughs> I think he's, I think he said he was 50. He, he just turned 50, I think. Oh, okay. I think but, he said he was 54 on the podcast. Did he really? I think he said I he was 54. Because I, I remember, like, You should listen to him. <laughs> oh, nice. So, so I, I remember... I, I remember one time we went out to JJ McKay's like after the oh, yeah, yeah. and oh, I, missed I, that place. I think I asked I asked Paul and I'm like like how old is Dan? Like how old is he? He's like, I don't know, I think he's like I think he's like forty five. This is like fifteen years ago. Like, really? 
Like, is he? That's funny. We have good times in it. Yeah. Better times in the world. So. so, Jason, when did you go from being a 21-year-old going on 12, bowling <laughs> against you, to starting to actually bowl together? Ah, uh, God, probably about, yeah, um... I'm gonna say probably like maybe not yet, probably like a year or two after that. Yeah. Me and we used to bowl. Yeah, you got yeah. some losing to him still. No. Yeah. <laughs> we used to all, the bowl, maybe, all the time. Well, maybe on the same team. We used to bowl in like doubles events or yeah. something or something. Yeah. You know. Um, but I always bowled against two. I mean, until we bowled Monday nights at Fairway. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, me, you, Paul Willits, Dan Goffey, and no. Paul Newton, I believe. Yeah, it could have been Paul Newton. Paul yeah, Newton, that? yeah. Oh, wow. No, I bowled, remember, I, I bowled with Hirsch. That's right. I love you. Yeah, for ten, ten, 10 years I bowled with Tommy. That was a pretty good league, I remember, too. It was a, I mean, it was a lot of people talk league. about that league, too. Well, even the videos that get posted from that, that just looked like a who's who league. Yeah. It was a good competitive league. The only, you know, issue that we ever had with it was just it was five-man team like, yeah. like it was here. Yeah. And it was three strings. And you pull five boxes, and you can just go home and come back, and right. you, you may be up. Well, well that's the thing. You, you had to go chase everybody because they were in the TV room exactly. watching football. Yeah, watching yeah. the Bruins or uh, yeah, football. But, and I don't know if it was the actual reason, but I think that was one of the reasons Skip stopped on this league here, was he wanted to go to two boxes at a time. Who, Skippy? Yeah, he was bowling in the league here, I think, when Fico's had closed. Yeah. And he hated the idea of five. He said you both uh, bowl half a string, and then you weigh two strings. Yeah. Well, I think he was having knee trouble, too. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the only reason, but I know, and I think that was also part of it too was you get cold waiting you know yeah. waiting 20 boxes to go up there and yeah, right. Skip had some serious left issues <laughs> <laughs> Jesus wow <laughs> but yeah I mean if you're going to do five main team I'm like you really you really got to do two boxes yeah yeah with like last last year we did it Man, that was tough. I, you know, that, that we'd sit, we'd pull five boxes and sit down. Yeah. It was like, wow. Okay. 20, 20 minutes later, it was like, you're up. I'm like, I'm up. Dad would say, Stu, you better go start stretching out. <laughs> yeah, man. I didn't mind it. It's like, I just finished. He was like, yeah, well, you have 20 boxes to get ready. I know. I think it was because I also work here, so I think there's always something to do. So it's not yeah, like it's I just, busy. Yeah, so I think the 20 boxes didn't, it never felt like long enough because there's always running around and stuff. So. Another, another problem issue I like. For me personally, it's like if you struggle, okay, yeah. in your five boxes, right? Now you want to work on something else, maybe try something else, right? And by yeah. the time you figure it out, <laughs> a string and a half's gone, right? Yeah. And so now you now you have a hundred and maybe you know maybe hundred and five. Then you figure it out. It's like oh okay, and then now yeah. you bowl the one twenty plus string. It's like. I was going to say, go the other way. It's like, say, you know, you go nine drop spare, nine drop spare, now go sit down and think about it for 25 minutes. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's a long time to just sit and wait. And, you know, now yeah. you're sitting on a, on a mark hoping you don't, you know, punch a Worcester or, you know, throw it in the ocean right after. I might throw, have a good half and finish. And then at my age, I get kind of Alzheimer's, you know, but, uh, I'll forget what I did. <laughs> oh, my God, what, you. I'm like, what did, I just, what did I just do that last 25 minutes ago? I forget. What I, <laughs> I mean, that probably should be how you bowl. Like in the, in the idea of not worrying about like the last one, you should always be in the box you're in. But I just, it's so easy to sit there and think about, you know, all right, if I get a good fill here in 20 minutes or so, I should be. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yep. No, you, you were talking about 
Uh, how much you like Worlds? When, when were you still first invited to Worlds? Uh, it was a crazy situation. He told me. I think he might be invited next, next like this year coming up next year. I, don't know. I mean, what did you mean the first time? First time. I mean, I I was born. We were born at Fairway, and I remember. I think Ganj asked me. And um, Bradish owned the, I think Bradish had the team back then. Oh, there's a name for the past. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. and Guns was on another team, but I went up, surprisingly, only for like two days, two or three days. <laughs> Shocker. If Mac hears this one, he'll laugh. And Shocker. Go. But um, yeah, so I went up there, you know, uh, it was at Bangor. And yeah, that was a huge, you know, surprise when you get up there your first time, you know. And, uh, and you're standing up there, and... And first of all, the, the approach was really short. Yeah, it's a short it's like, approach. It's like, really it's short. like literally like three feet. And I'm like, how am I supposed to do this? And then they have a step up behind you, right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And then the guys were all behind you screaming in Canada. And they're like, you know, and it was yeah. like the first time. But it was it was cool that we had a you know we had a, we had a pretty good time. We had a good time that time. But the next time we went up, we I, I ended up going with a, with Jay and. Um, that's the thing with Feasty had the team, right? Yeah, up here and Zappy and Sammy. No, no, not that time. We were with Rich Moran and Tony Pasco. Pas- oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was crazy. That was fun, though. That reaction makes it sound like it wasn't a very good week. <laughs> oh, God. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. That was, was that the time Nooch went up with us? That was the first time. It was up in Halifax, right? That was it, the first time. That's uh, what we're talking about. I, I was on a team years before that. Everyone, yeah, but yeah. when, when, when but we won, when we bowled together, that yes, was the first yes, time. Yes, yeah, yeah. Nuge, Nuge, Nuge came up and he bowled, I think, with Ed Geralman's team. Wait, Nuge bowled on a Worlds team? Yes. Yeah, and he That's holds a record for, or well, he held a record for a while from the lowest string ever bowled in the Worlds. <laughs> really? How did I not know this? Oh, yeah, he did. He did. He had like a 73, I believe it was. Or I think a 76. I think. I don't know the number, but... Oh, I could have smashed that record. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I mean, I know what Stu's talking about. Like, you know, the, your first experience up in the world. Like, I remember the first year I went up, it was like... I, I almost didn't want to bowl just because you're just sitting there. You're like, you don't want to cut anybody off. You don't want to do this. You don't want to get yelled at, you know, by the Canadians. You're you're wondering where Lurch I was is. Say, you don't um, get like <laughs> the Lurch situation. <laughs> oh, I saw some post actually. It was because I didn't know anything about Lurch until I forget what podcast it was. Was it with Chester Kobe? You were telling the story. Yeah. And somebody brought up COVID, and somebody goes, "I still think we can blame Lurch for all of this." Oh. <laughs> all I could think of was that podcast where you were like, "You oh. come over with Lincoln worse." Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I remember I was terrified like all week. I'm like, like yeah, I wanted to focus on bowling, but my second focus was making sure Lurch was nowhere near me. That's true, right? Yeah, yeah that, that's true. That's a good plan. I, for me, there was no place to go. It got me in the elevator. No, yeah. There was no escaping. <laughs> but, he, but, he, but he was very gentle. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Wow, that is so- when was the first year you went up, Jay? I had my first year was with the uh, All Stars with Mike Poole and, and oh, okay. uh, that was a good team. That was a very good team. When we made it to the finals, we lost to the Bluff in the final. And uh, that might have been my first year. It was it it was a re- it was a good time. It was a great experience. I mean, I bowled a lot. Um, God, we had a great team. We had Steve Plant, Gary Santoro, Poolin. Vadney, right? Vadney, <laughs> Charlie Wiley, which I know I had room with him. I know, but. Um, we, we did. We had a, a and um, well, so Mark Gregory. Oh, that's right. And um, see, I remember Steve Plant threw a triple to beat uh, Carrington's team. 
um, to get us in the finals, which was huge. And that was that was all Saints, right? Yeah. Or St. Joe's or whatever yeah, it was at yeah, the time. Absolutely. And that was my first year. I was like, it was just not. It was crazy. I mean, it really was. I mean, that's, you know, as you know, it's the best of the best, you know, like in the bowl. No, was that, that was Halifax? It was Halifax, absolutely. Yeah, no, that, even, even now, I still, I think it was much more intense then than, than it is. Still, oh, yeah. It's still intense now. Yeah. But no, I, it was, it was a lot more intense back then. Yeah, I, I feel like everyone's a lot more friends yeah. now. I mean, it's not, yeah. as, not as bad as. It's more fun than it is. Yeah. Back it's, then, it was like, people would be saying something, we turn it, it around, depends maybe, on the, ready to fight sometimes. Like, what's going it on? depends yeah. on the matchup, though. I mean, you'll, you'll still catch some of those teams, like, yeah. Yeah. like Kingswood or A plus, or like those guys that you know you're. Yeah, they're friendly to you, but they're 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 there to ball. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, but but I, I remember there was there was a couple times my first year is I was like wow. This is not even. They're yelling at you up there when you're when you're. They're like you know you're shooting your single pin. They said, oh that pin's awfully thin down there, boy. It's awfully thin down there, huh? And you know before you throw the ball, right? I mean now they're probably you know they don't say anything. You know they'll give you a high five if you make a good shot, you know, or whatever. It's just evolving, but. You want to hear a good Babe character story? My first I year would, of the world? I, yeah. love, I love all character stories. So, all right. So my first year of the world. And oh, I knew Babe, uh, you know, from bowling. And um, so I was at a casino in, in, in Halifax. And it's probably like 2 or 3 in the morning. And, um, you know, my ride goes. And I'm like, like hey, Jay, you all right to get back to the hotel? I'm like, yeah, I'll just grab a cab. Not a big deal. And so Babe was, you know, at the table too, and he's like, okay, I'll give you a ride, Duquette. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. Now, you know, he calls me Duquette. I mean, like it, Duquette. It, yeah, he can call me whatever he wants. He's Babe. So finally, it's like three in the morning. Finally, you know, decided to go get in his car, and he's driving. And I'm, and I'm as I'm in the car, I'm like, is this a good idea, Jason? And I'm like, probably not. But you know, whatever. I'll, I'll get a ride from Babe. Because <laughs> you never know what kind of day you're going to get. So, we're driving back to the hotel. We come to a flashing red light. All right? Now, in Canada, it's a flashing red light. There was a soul on the street. All right? Which is the only ones. And we're just sitting there. We're sitting there. And we're sitting there. And we're sitting there. After, like, you know, maybe a moment, not even a minute, but I finally said, Babe. Yeah. I'm like... It's a flashing red light, but you can go, you, you know, when it's safe. And he goes, eh, good thing I got you in the car, Duquette. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, this thing gets even better. So, well, before this even started, okay, before this even started, we drive down a one-way street the wrong way. Oh, I've done that. And he's flying. He's going like 50 miles an hour to one-way street going the wrong way. And I'm like, babe, this is a one-way street. We're going the wrong way. And he's like, eh, don't tell anybody I'm doing this, okay? <laughs> like, not right. <laughs> so whatever. So then, after the whole stop business, we come to another flashing red light. And we sit there. And we sit there. And we sit there. But 30 seconds goes by. I said, babe. I'm like, we can go by it. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's like the, when we went to the wrestling show yeah. that you, you brought up earlier. We had a red light. I just, he did the opposite. Yeah. Red light. I just kind of go and I take a left. He goes, did you just 
run through a red light? Probably. Okay. Probably. <laughs> Left on red. <laughs> Left on red. That's fine, right? Now, I don't think it felt those. I took driver's ed so many years ago, but I don't think it felt like those five quotas that you have to have, like funeral procession, one way to one way, if a traffic. Yeah, you just went. I think you treated it like it was a yield sign. Like you slowly just rolled through it. <laughs> Oops. It was a very steady red light. It was not blinking whatsoever. I feel like anything with character is just always just a story. Oh my god, it's gold. It really is. Um, Such a character. Well, Stu, you sent me a list of your your accomplishments. So your high single, 209, in the state yeah, singles. Yeah. Now, where, where'd you throw that? Uh, <clears throat> Metro. I think it's definitely like 10 years ago, but it was a, it was a, the, the uh, Mass State singles. And... Um, I'm pretty sure it was 10 stringers back then, too, I think they were doing, if I recall. I just did the singles part of it, and I was bowling, and I, I was struggling, surprisingly. And uh, after, like, eight <laughs> strings, I'm just bowling. I'm like, I need to get this over with, you know, I'm just bowling. And I think the, I think I was bowling next to Nick Zuffalato when he was younger, so you got to figure Nick, Nick's still young now, but he was like, like a kid. He was bowling. And, um, yeah, I started off the string, and I, uh, I remember after... I had going into like this from the six blocks on. I I think I, I was in the 60s. I don't remember exactly what what the what the score was, but I threw four in a row from the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth, and everyone was going crazy. It kind of came over, but at the same time. They were born the three-man teams over to the left, and the two-man teams were born too yeah. at, at, at Metro. Right. At this point, they were just throwing all the events together. Yeah, yeah. right, right. <clears throat> and then in the 10th box, I threw another pretty good ball, and uh, I left the 10-pin up, and the thing was wobbling. And I was like, holy crap, that's almost a five, it was almost a, a five-bagger. And I made it, and then I, um, yeah, I finished. Surprisingly. Yeah, believe me, I'm surprised too. <laughs> yeah, and I finished with that, like, and I was surprised. I really didn't even know. And a few guys, were, Nick, Nick was there, congratulating me, and I was like, oh wow, like, you know, at least I went, at least I got over like a 150, I figured with five, almost a five bagger. <laughs> and uh, but then Steve Reno was behind me. He took a picture of it. He came over and congratulated me. But it was, but no one really noticed it because they were pulling over there. And I think that's the same day that Jackie Ray and um, Sean Baker pulled the. The doubles record. Then they bowled like 1,400 or something. They, it was in the states. They bowled together That's Jackie sure. Ray and I'm pretty sure Sean Baker. So everyone was kind of watching that. Yeah. And I'm like, shit. You snuck in with a 209. Yeah. I mean, I called these guys going home and dude, just like, no way, you didn't do that. You you could, you're lucky if you didn't hit a hundred. So he was busted. <laughs> <lucky. laughs> you know, it, it kind of didn't really kind of hit. I was talking, calling some of the guys, and then, until I really kind of thought about it because I was just like, that's a hit, big like, deal. Yeah. Is that your yeah. first 200? Yeah. It was and only one so but I hit you know like high 80s or 190s and stuff like that so it was kind of pretty cool yeah I mean in a high triple you know we were talking before we started recording 475 at Union Street yeah which yeah. I mean which was a yeah, a great, a great score there. I still swear that I was born with you. You, you might have been. I, I, I think I could have been. I, I know. I'm pretty sure I thought Richie Myrick was, but um, that's funny because the day before me and Zap, John, John Zap, you know, Zap, we decided to go over and bowl a string. The wall. He goes, "I want to go over to Union Street. Let's put bowl a string ahead of time." And I'm like, "Yeah, right, okay." So we go over there. I hadn't been there since like the Channel Five days, and. Um, 
I'm there and I bowl and I'm bowling like bad. So it's, it's kind of surprising, right? And I had a, I, yeah. I, and I, and I, I died that is. I, yeah. Thanks, bud. And I hit an 86, and I'm like, oh, man, that's bad. I barely hit an 86, too. Yeah, but at this point, I mean, if you're throwing an 86 warm up string, you know something good's going to yeah, happen because the last time you made Channel 5. I, know, I feel like if I ever bowl against you and you throw a warm up string <laughs> and throw an 86, I'm just going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I'm like, Zap. I throw on a regular basis. <laughs> and I'm like, Zap, this is bad. So Zap goes up, he's bowling. <laughs> he bowls five boxes, and then instead of walking around the ball rack, he steps over the ball rack and trips in between the ball rack and the scorer's table, and he falls. And he wipes out and almost breaks his ankle. Like, he's like, oh, Jesus, my leg. And I'm like, are you all right? I go, he goes, we, we look at each other, and we're like, you got to get out of here. This is really bad. This is a bad sign. So that, so then we end up leaving uh, and go there the next day because it was like, like I say, it was a three-man knockout. And... Um, and I, like I say, I don't know if I was bowling with you, Jeremy, but I, like Richie, um, but I started off and I had like a 53 after five working on nothing. And I'm like, wow, well, this is almost over. I'm thinking, and then I start to throw a good ball and finish with like a 135. So I'm like, all right, that's all right. You were there, right? Yep, absolutely. And then I threw, uh, the next year I threw nine in a row and almost made it, almost had 10 in a row because I had a two and one and cut it over and it almost went and I finished with a 186. So the crazy thing is the day before I threw an 86 and then I threw a 186. So every, you know, it was just like. So for anybody listening that bowls that sits there and goes, you know, I just got to get more consistent. We're all trying to do the same thing. <laughs> Good luck. And then the last string, you know, I kept it going to like a 154, uh, 475. So, you know, it, it was surprising because the day before was like a disaster. Yeah. So it kind of like. It was a good finish, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, and that, that and this this one I love because I just I want to give Nugent crap about it. So you, you guys have the three three man team high single record. Five was it five hundred on the nose? Yeah, 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 we're moving now. Yeah, that that was that was uh that was the last night of the Wuben League last string. And the whole time all you knew just like, I wanna bowl Anka. Let me bowl Anka. <laughs> so Zap's like, Go ahead, step in Nugent, you can bowl Anka. So he's all psyched, you know, and we're bowling we're bowling all night, we're all bowling really bad. Like the last night we're like, ah, we're out of here. The last string, you know, <laughs> I end up with a 180. Bowl really good. I'm like, yeah, there you go, Zappy Nudes, and try to beat that. So Zapp comes back, and he bowls like a triple. He stops going crazy. He bowls a 191. And he's like, there, you know. So me and Zapp are laughing. It's like, hey, way to step it up the last night, last string. And then Zapp goes, you know, we're close to a 500 here. And then he, we both look at Nugent. <laughs> Nugent's our, like scared. The, the, the hope of our 500 is lying within this man. He's like scared. As he's like, he looks like he's like about to crap his pants. He's so nervous. So Zap's like, you better step up, Nugent. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm almost laughing. I love when the pressure was on Nugent. I just loved it. So we're standing to the side and we're watching. And he starts bowling pretty good. And he's, he's stepping up. He's bowling. And it comes down like in, into like the ninth box. And Nugent throws a bomb. And he's yelling and screaming. Yeah, there you go. And we're like, all right, Nugent. Um, it, at that point, I thought we already hit 500. I didn't know. So Nugent goes up, throws the next ball. He drops three in the corner with a plank. And I'm, I'm standing on the side watching him. And he's like shaking. I go watch. And as he's holding the ball, he's cupping it. He's cur His whole hand's curved over. And I'm like, oh my God. If he throws this ball, 
I'm thinking, well, we already hit 500. Um, this is gonna, it's gonna go straight in the gutter, like within 10 feet, and he's gonna fall down. But he throws the ball, gets up there, take, throws the ball, makes a spare like the superstar he is, and uh, we hit 500 right in the nose. I didn't know it, and so the, you know everyone was kind of going crazy about it. And and the best part is we did it against Jason's team. Absolutely. You and you and Brian. Which is crazy because and, uh, you know, was it John McDonald? Yeah, but he was he wasn't in the member he got thrown out. Yeah, like that. exactly. But Newton State those guys love it. I mean that Zap says he thinks it could be a, a record because for three man to have a hit of five hundred, you know, so Yeah. He says, he says that's his, his uh, screensaver. Zap, you know? 500? Yeah. See, we got to get in touch with Nugent, see if we can get those power rankings back. Or, oh, oh, boy. Yeah. Or, his, yeah. or his predictions. I accidentally asked Bob Lee about a power ranking because I know he had something, and then he came up with, like, a spreadsheet, and he's like, how would you weight this? I was like, I think I was afraid to ask this question. I was like, just put too much work into this mm, for me. Uh, I Nug- think Nugent's just be uh, more. His was pretty nasty. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think I, I've told you before, about yeah. the Cleary Forum, which I, I miss it. It was I so yeah. it was so fun. Although I don't know if people would be able to it would Handle fly it to today. Yeah, probably not. Right? It's a shame. It was. It, I mean, it was. It was. It was, crazy, it was fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was a, like you know. There was a lot, a lot of ball. Lot of ball boss yeah. yeah. A lot of ball uh, Anyone that was part of it knew that it had. But you can't take any of it seriously. Right. So it'd be like right before a pro series event or, or yeah. whatever. Yep. And then Nuge would be like, oh, predictions time. And he would go down the line. Oh, everybody. All the Not teams. Not hold back. <laughs> oh, God, no. He'd say, like, you know, he'd say like, you know, Surratt, automatic. Zappy, one of the best balls, because Zappy is. You know, yeah. he's like, Zappy, automatic. He'd go down. Bergman, nothing. No way. No chance. Guns, <laughs> nah, no chance. Uh, Whitcomb, definitely. You know, he, but he, and then he would get Jeremy. Nah, and you just put like question mark. I don't think so. You know, it's just to everybody. Thank you, thank you for donating or exactly. something. Thanks for donating. You put down dude, people names. <laughs> it, it was it was just it was just a lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was. So, it, it gave me something to do during the day while I was supposed to be doing something at Fairway. <laughs> it's funny when you're talking about too, like how he was asking a anchor because, for instance, even uh, the summer league Tuesday we had Rob Linehan lead off, and he tied. I forget what the number was, but he tied his high five, and then he beat his high five like two weeks later. And we're high five and he goes that's why I should anchor and our don't listen he goes what's the matter lead off's not working for you right now <laughs> seems like that's uh, yeah, that's we'll keep you there yeah, exactly yeah. Well, well, yeah. why not now, now, Jason, you you made Comcast, correct? Yes, you? I made Comcast twice. Who'd you, uh, who'd you end up bowling? First Comcast appearance I bowled is bowler by the name of Daryl Sinclair. He bowled out of bogey lanes. Um, probably probably like a house type bowler. Yeah, I don't think I know him. But I lost him. He uh, he needed to make a spare in the last box. And he left the front two pins and made it. And I lost to him. And second time I got on. Eyeball of Zap, John Zap, <laughs> yeah. who ended up, he was a champion for a while, and he ended up throwing a triple at me, and I still ended up beating him uh, for two strings. And uh, I still, I still remind him of that, you know, he that does. a lot. And uh, but he gives, he gives me, he gives me my uh, my credit. He yeah. says, yeah, you bowled well that day. Was that during Zap's run when he had the? Yeah. And uh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I think he was, he was definitely the champion for a little bit. And uh, I think I bowled Joe Tavanese, beat him. 
I bowled somebody else. I forget who, but I beat them. Hot yeah, I lost to Hot Callus. Okay. And uh, that was a close match, though. I lost by a couple pins. I need to make a spread in the last box. About uh, three and two with a crap piece of wood in front of the and, went, and went, left one pin up. So, but it was a good match. It was fun. Then you have Stu who throws a 160 and loses to Surrett. Was it? Was it? Yeah, the, was yeah, it that one? I yeah, mean, that was if you were one ninety something, one eighty. Yeah, he he came out and in that string, it was like I always knew when I was bowling Jeff, he was going to go crazy. Yeah, because um, yeah. it, it just you know he came out and he, yeah, he threw a one eighty two, but really it should have been an over two hundred because he hit he hit some shots with a Pence helicopter over the top, and he should have had like two triples in the thing. And I'm sitting there like I just won the, the challenges match, and I'm like oh ball now we have to bowl Jeff, and right away comes up the double. I'm like, oh. you know what I mean? So it's like, in the hole. And, uh, yeah, I bowled, I bowled okay there. Most of the time, I, I, I had a lot of, you know, I struggled a lot on uh, the contest. I mean, that's a, that's a tough format, too. I mean, you, you we're used to three-string matches. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, you got to win this one match. Yeah, yeah. Then you get to bowl two matches where you can kind of relax a little bit. You have time. But is, that first match is, is pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah, because, you you know, you go to a roll-off and you win or come in first or second. You kind of psyched. Hey, I made TV. Then you get to bowl one string and you could lose. Yeah. That's why yeah, I, I gave Zap a lot of credit. Zap, like, to me, is like one of the best bowlers out there you know, still. And yeah, I feel like people don't talk about him enough. At least I agree. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, he, yeah, he, he that time when he won like ten in a row, he you know he was bowling great, so he still throws a good ball. So yeah, but I mean, like, what what keeps you guys doing this? Uh, what keeps the competitive, competitive, my competitive guy. Like, yeah, I give Jason credit. He's still he's still a great baller. He stuck with it all all these years. I took like I kept saying after I bowled with his brother Jeff up in Woburn, I kind of took like it wasn't it wasn't because of Jeff. It wasn't because Jeff. He's a good kid. Um, uh, I'll never forget that. My brother Jeff would say, he's like, uh, what would he tell me about Stu? He'd say, um, oh. He says, "Oh, Stu threw a triple in the last box to win to win the win the string." He says, "But he's the anchor bowler. You're supposed to do that. That's what <laughs> you're supposed What's to do. What's a big deal? What's a big deal?" Stu makes a two-in-one cut shot to win. He's like, yeah, "Jesus, like, you're supposed to do that, Stu. Why? Why do? Why are you high-fiving me?" He's like, "You're supposed to do that." <laughs> yeah, that had to be like five or six years ago. So I just stopped after that kind of, you know, and. Uh, and then when I came back, when this when I bowled with Jay last year, but it was it was tits top. My my mecha- everything's off. My mechanics are a mess. Um, so I kind of I'm working hard to get back. But um, watching Jay still throws a great ball all the time. He's bowling like, just like you know he never stopped. You too, Jeremy too. And Danny, I see Danny throws. I told Danny, Danny throws a, ball a great ball too. I know. We bowled Danny last year. I think Danny went like. Oh my God, Danny! Did you go like almost 400 against us? No, that yeah. was against me. Probably. No, I bowled well. I subbed. You subbed and bowled like awesome. It was the only time I bowled well when I wasn't bowling your team. Oh, really well. well I'm glad he spread like, it around kid? a little bit. Who's this kid? Well, there was a there was a point in that league. Granted, it was a small <laughs> sample size where I was averaging 98 against teams that Jeremy wasn't on, and 119 on <laughs> against Jeremy's team. I don't know how that and what the reason for that is. So 
Uh, Anthony Karen asked a question. Uh, Stu, do you have any great memories of bowling on the amateur candlepin tour in the early nineties? Wow, jeez, that's that's funny. Yeah, that was that was actually a really good tour. They used to get. You remember that? Were you, Jerry, that remember was before me. Yeah. No, that was that was actually before me. That's a great question. There was bowling that, before you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really. They used to get like hundreds of guys would show up, and it was. I can't remember the format of guys. I'm sorry at this point, but there was like a. One, one fifteen and under. Then there was a one twenty yeah. and under, yeah. and um, but it was a lot. It was like good. Yeah, league, you could right? re. Uh, travel league. Yeah. You could re-enter right after five strings if yeah. you didn't do good. I think I just don't remember. I too remember much. Tim Lipke trying to bring something back. I think it was all going to be at Lakeside. I don't think it was a yeah. tour, but I think he was trying to bring back some type of amateur tournament. Yeah. There were some good bowlers that bowled on that. Right? I bowled a lot with Richie yeah, Hallberg. Yeah, I bowled with yeah. Hallberg and Richie was, Richie was a great bowler and Caleri. Yeah. And it was like yeah, it was really competitive. It was kind of cool. You knew that. He had a chance. I think it maybe it was three strings. If he didn't, if he didn't qualify, you could always re re uh, enter, right? Yeah. But it was, it was, I, I I was too young to bowl in the yeah. But I I used to see you guys um, at Sudbury, I believe, or one of the houses I would bowl out of. And, um, I Did I walk right by you? I didn't well, pay attention to you, right? Yeah. Well, well I mean, you was a snotty little nine-year-old kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. I remember seeing like all these guys. You know, I was like, what, you know, see on TV. I, you know, see Carrigs, I see Ashline, wow. and yeah. all these guys. And I'm like, oh my god, Jackie Ray. And would they be doing it? Probably sometimes. I think back then, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so AJ Gurliaccio. Oh, you can ask. I was, oh, was going to say AJ Gurliaccio wants to know how come you two are so great. Oh my God! <laughs> Great at what? <laughs> um, AJ's a good kid. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's, it's either my, I was either my wife asked that question or AJ. <laughs> But, I feel like AJ loves everybody. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good kid, and he's he's a good bowler too. AJ, we try real hard. All right, <laughs> sometimes too hard, AJ. Well, we give it hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Oh, so I think you guys went over this a little bit, but Steve Reno had asked the question: When did you guys become friends, and what are your favorite moments as Candlepin bowlers? Friends, right? About the late nineties. Are we friends? Well, sometimes. I'd say like two weeks ago, when you made that two and one, I decided you were finally my friend. Uh, I think we became friends like probably the late nineties, and I pretty much hated my life every day after that. <laughs> you know, is that a Needham? Stu, Stu was like my bowling wife. We got real, real good friendly in Needham, right? When Sammy was there, remember Sammy? Sammy was, Sammy was a great guy too. We, he's awesome. Yeah, we knew each, we got to know each other from Metro, from Metro West, though. I believe. Yes. You used to bowl with my brother. No, you bowl with Paul Newton, right? Paul Newton and John Podorski and... Out of Needham, you mean? Yeah, and Jeff too, I think. I can't remember though, so... Yeah. But yeah, he was back in those well, what's your favorite moments, Stu? He's better at this than I am. Oh, man. <laughs> you go first, let me just think of the thing. I can't... For me... It was probably first time making TV because as, yeah, as a young yeah, bowler, that's all yeah. you want to do. You watch, you know, growing up, you watch it on TV, and you're like, man, I, you know, I do this, and I'm, oh, I'm good at it. So yeah. that was your goal, right? So I guess making TV would be mine. Yeah, that would. That would I, I agree. Ch the Channel Five was really kind of pretty incredible. I know you guys have heard that from the other guys, but it's like, <laughs> now, how do you feel about like with New England candle pins? I know even Bobby Whitcomb said those bright lights. Mm -hmm. It's not exactly the same, but it kind of brought back some of that feeling. He did, he did great on that. He's won a couple of times. So. Did you win back-to-back? -back? Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know, for me, 
um, it's calming to me for some reason. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. I, I'm able to focus and just bowl. I mean, and did you feel that way on Comcast or Comcast? My first time, it was different. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot more people there, and it's your first time. You, like Stu says, you don't want to just make a fool out of yourself. You want to do well. Yeah, right. And so I think the first time, you know, you're, you're a little jittery. Second time, I was actually fine because you know once you've done it, you've been there. It's like all right, you know. So it got easier. Yeah. Well, when too. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd say I, I really liked the New England Candleman show too. I was on, I I only on it like like twice, but on my first time, I, I almost won it, and I ended up losing to, to Dave Dave Chesterkov at the very end. He made like this crazy shot. crazy shot, but it was like still, was that when it was at Fico's Hill? No, it was here. Was it here? But uh, I don't know if Dave made the show when yeah, he was here. Yeah, he is. He oh. won. Yeah, because me and him won the championship. Yeah, it was a good, it was a real good match too, and um, and then like it, it was a lot of fun. You guys, they did a great job there too. All you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You had a great match with Skip too, didn't you? I just remember. No, I bowled horrible. With Skip. <laughs> I just remember that interview where Skip terrible. said, "I remember being a kid watching Stu when I was a kid." <laughs> Skip, I bowled horrible with Skip. But Skip, Skip's a great bowler too. I mean. I mean he really is. He's uh, I saw him actually a couple of weeks ago, not the goal, but uh, he's he's in the cornhole now. He's yeah. really good at it too. Is he ever gonna come back to bowling? I ask him. He's kind of like he just loves doing the cornhole. He hasn't now. said no. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was thinking his his greatest moment would have been spending an entire year bowling with me and Nuge. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. That's right. That was, was a lot of fun. That was at Fairway. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, you didn't throw 191 to get him to 500. So. That was that was the last year that Fairway <laughs> was open, and that was one of the most fun fun times yeah, I think. Time. Jeremy bowled think. really good that year too. I was I kind of bowled like so so. Nuge was, you know, Nuge was Nuge. Was that the Surrett makes those years? That, oh god, that, I may have to drop that in the uh, in the episode. Yeah, that was, I, I'm, I don't know how I came across that. All of a sudden, I was like, "Thread makes those." That's right. That's right. That that was so fun. And then you know, some of the nights we'd stay after. Oh my god, oh, yeah, yeah, boy, yeah. It was yeah. I was telling him like those those my fondest memories of years, like the fairway and uh, I'd bowl. At Park Place during the summer with Sammy and yeah. you know back then it was Hallberg and Trish and Jeff Wajia. You know, I, I work right across the field from Sammy's house. I wave to him all the time and he does not wave back. <laughs> I can see wow. his house from my work. He might think of Jason. Remember they was <laughs> no, so, he still has more hair than I do. I love Sammy. Eric Seeger has a question, then I have one more, uh, which would be my last one. So Eric wants to know, how did you get the nickname Double Guns? Ooh, did you invent right. that? Did somebody no, else invent that? Well, well, no, I can't take credit for it, but I can, I'll tell you the story about how it happened. So, we were bowling Friday night Pro League, and we are bowling against Dave Malahan Hodge, whoever we want to say his yeah. last name. And he's up there, you know, he, you know Dave when he was younger, right? He would throw marks, and he was chucking jive, and, you know, he spiky, would, would, spiky hair. Yeah, he would, he would, you know, do whatever. And I'm like, God, you know, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him back, Is you know what I mean? It's just a way. And so I'm saying, you know what, the next time I throw either a strike or, you know, some strikes bear calm or something, I said, I'm gonna do something back, you know, just to show that, you know, I'm gonna get into this too. So I, you know, I throw a massive hammer and I just throw the guns out at him. And um, he's like, oh, look at that, you're throwing the double guns at me, huh? Double guns. And it just stuck. 
So that's how the whole double. Oh, I thought it had to do with a double strike. No, it's just a. Well, well, at this point, that's really the only yeah. time I ever see it come out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. for me, it's kind of like it, it's trying to get me going, right? You throw a double. Anytime you throw a double, you know you're, you know, you just try to get fired up. So I, I the thing is, excuse me, as we say that, I've seen him do it many times, right? In, in real crucial situations at the worlds, in well, a lot of times at the worlds or in big tournaments, and guns on guns will like pull him out and just start like firing at people. <laughs> and, and, I, and the crazy thing is, I've seen some people get really pissed off at that. Too. <laughs> Which is crazy because it's hey, like for something that was a throwaway. Just, oh, yeah. It's awesome, yeah. So, and my last question now, you want to outrun the bear, right? Yeah, that's it. Because I haven't mentioned it for an hour, and I figured Josh Daly and Mike Nardone would be very upset if I didn't say outrun the bear. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Kroll won the doubles. The last doubles one, I believe. It was so, the last doubles. I usually ask everybody, you know, who who's your favorite guy to watch? Like, who's your favorite bowler? <laughs> like, anyone you looked up to or just, just enjoyed? Watching oh, Tommy Olsen, he can't, you gotta go with the best. He was the machine, and he uh, he would always be my favorite to watch. He the way he just I I, actually, I had the pleasure of bowling the same league as him, and I'm telling you, he throws the ball awfully hard, and he doesn't look like he's throwing the ball that hard. Yeah. But that ball comes out fast. So it's not me. You said it was me. You love to watch. Right, that well, was the whatever one. guns. <laughs> It must have been a close one, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know watch gas in the car. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, de- definitely also. Uh, I-, I would definitely say Tommy, too. Just watching him back in those days, he was awesome to watch. Really, um, it's a hamburger. Flynn, you know, and uh, and even Dick O'Connell back in the days when we were younger, it was like awesome to watch. But the one they were, I I like to watch it, but who I enjoyed to watch, if I can say that, guys, yeah. is uh, Albagini. It's my buddy. Uh, it's never, it's you, never, never a dull moment. Lou, Lou seriously is like he, when he was up there, it was, it was like fun to watch him because yeah. you knew he was going to do stuff because he was like crazy. And I, it's like I just I went bowling with Lou a couple days ago and. Um, just for the heck of it, we got together, and uh, Lou can still throw the ball, and I'm not kidding you guys, like in the 40s. And he's still a great bowler, you know, so. Does he, he just, he doesn't bowl at all? Yeah, he doesn't really want to do it, you know, he's kind of like, we almost, we're going to maybe get into some tournaments coming up, I think, in a little bit. But he, uh, he does bocce, he's a big bocce, he loves to do bocce. So you know, like, we've lost, like, soccer, we've lost basketball, we're losing a cornhole and bocce. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's Bocce's true. Bocce's a form of bowling. We lost to kung fu, we lost the kids league to kung fu, I don't know, I'm getting a little... <laughs> that's right. But uh, Lou, Lou is always entertaining, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching him on TV a lot. He is, he's, he's, he's still run. crazy, yeah. But, uh, but also, also made a tough game look easy. Yeah. Yeah. It really did. Effortless. Nice smooth ball too. Always. Hey Jeremy throws a great ball too. You do. Throw a great ball. Don't let his ego get too big. <laughs> You'll get too big for the show and leave me by myself. I'm, I'm hoping to buy me a beer. That's all right. Maddie Kelly's lie. already asking for right. a for an autograph. Yeah, well we're trying to get a podcast going. You're big time at her. Well, you, wow. You, yeah. You're, big you're time friggin, Maddie Kelly. You, you had like a friggin' long conversation while I was sleeping. You expect me to, you know? And then oh god, she goes, she goes. Maybe he'll bring me an autograph when he stops. Being famous. I'm like, <laughs> what? 
Like, no too big for us. Dude, says the shortest guy in the room. <laughs> it's all between the ears. So just for that, I'll bring an 8 by 10 Perfect. Sign 8 by 10 for me. She, she better keep that on the mantle. Well, thank you guys so much. I, I don't think Evan will. You're welcome. That was the Thanks, guys. Thank you. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Man, just the, 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 the chemistry that the two of those have together, the way they just razz each other and all that stuff is just this is why I love this game. Oh yeah. That that's definitely a fun one. You know, we've had, you know, some podcasts that get more serious than others, but this was one of those where, you know, and to go back to the very beginning of this whole idea of the podcast, I've said it before where it was like, yeah, they're interview based and everything like that. But a lot of times it's like working at the bowling alley, you get all of these stories that it's like, wouldn't it be cool if we could put these in a capsule so we could have them forever and for people to enjoy over and over and over again. These are the types of conversations that happen a lot. Like just these ball busting, you know, stories mm-hmm. that you get to hear about, you know, some of the, the great experiences of bowling. Like that's that's what this is all about. No, it is, it is 100 percent. And I can attribute to, you know, 60 percent of my friends right now to to the game of bowling. Yeah, for sure. And I think mine's much higher because I don't think people outside of bowling tolerate me. <laughs> so what do we got for tournaments? Uh, so we have a new king. We do. So no record. I mean, we didn't know what the record was in the first place, but no, Pelchat yes. um, did not win again. Pelchat did not win again. We have Big Nikki D. I'd love to know who that is. I, okay, you, you know what? It, it's it, it's who our winner is. Well, congrats. It's the king of the river. Congratulations, Big Nikki D on uh, on the victory. If we find out your last name, we will uh, we will say it if you win again next week. How about that? Watch, it's probably somebody we all like really know. And I know we're gonna get a message just... like you didn't realize that was so and so. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's all the oversight that uh, that we have. Um, we had a couple of high fives uh, thrown this week too, I believe. Yeah, so I mean, I know I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago. Kyle Heedy threw his high five. Yeah, two weeks after kicking my ass <laughs> last week, two weeks ago. Um, he stole a high single from me this week. Did he? Because, yeah, he we did. had, uh, and then we also had, did he win anything on that high over average thing that we were doing? Uh, probably. I, I, I think so. I think he was either second or third. So they paid, I believe it was five spot, the top five high over average. They each got $75 each. That's not bad. I mean, I have no idea what it would have paid out. I wasn't close to being over my average uh, for the day. So, well, the team, rough, the, rough go. Yeah. The team ones, I think, got, 50 bucks and then the individual ones got 75. It's not bad for just for a night out of bowling. Yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, the high over average was Sean Taylor last night. Oh, congrats for uh, watching that happen. <laughs> hey, he helped us settle, set the, the league high. Yeah. Uh, high for a series. He went 659. I think he was 89 pins over his average. Who had the high before you guys? Us. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it's, it's you and you, like. But we beat ourselves. It, yeah, well, what po- I might have said it on this podcast or another one, but you stack your team. Yeah, it, it hasn't like done very well for us. We're given eighty pins a week. Eh, it's fine. We'll see. We'll see what happens when we bowl against you guys. That's fine. I'll bring my A game. One oh five. So uh, the other high five I saw. Speaking of going back to um, King of the River, is uh, I don't know if it was at. King of the River, unfortunately, but Sean McDonald's had his high five, uh, 691. 
That is insane. Yeah, and that's not an easy house from everything I've heard. It's so. not an easy house. I'm, I mean, and the last time I bowled there, I, I bowled, I bowled, I bowled really well. I went six thirty nine, something like that. Yeah, and I thought that was great. Yeah, that's a you that's know a good I, score to put up there. Six ninety one. I mean, he must have been throwing a fantastic ball. And then uh, for tournaments coming up, I know the big one is uh, you were talking a little bit about it off the air. Uh, the Pro Series. And this is the one you won last year, right? Two years. Two years ago. Yeah. Are you doing it this year? I'm not doing it this year. Um, the Pro, the Sunday Pro League is the very next day. And getting old. I, I got it. Well. <laughs> I I promised my wife I wouldn't double book, you know, my bowling on the weekends. And I missed the last, the uh, the Sunday Pro League this past weekend. And I really don't want to do that to the team again. So I'm, I'm going to bowl Sunday instead. That makes, I mean, I looked at this list. First of all, I was surprised when you weren't on it to the point where I was like, I think they forgot them. But what a, what a, were you signed up and dropped or did you never sign up? I never signed up. Oh, okay. I guess I made that up. Must have been a dream. But, but they're talking about adding a third shift. That that is awesome. Like that. First of all, great house to bowl in, right? Yeah. I mean, what you could have slept there if you wanted to, right? I could have. Uh, I mean, that. How many does he have per shift? Twenty four. I think so. And so he's that. That's incredible. Yeah, I think they're talking about like a nine, twelve, and two or something like that. Yeah, it looks like thirty six per shift. Oh, they went three per lane. So that's seventy two. Yeah, that's 72 bowlers plus like you said the third shift. That is that is amazing. So good jo- great job to uh Freshy and the rest of the uh, people running the pro series and just great for the game overall. Yeah. It's also good to see I'm seeing like a lot of names start to flow up that you know we don't always see, which is great too. Some of the, like some of the veterans coming back. Mm-hmm. And then some names like I said that you don't often see popping up on these lists, which is great. Uh, I I agree. And I'm I'm bummed I'm going to miss it, but at the same time like I said you know, I'd, I'd rather be there for my team on, on Sunday. Right. Team of, yeah, team events are always important too. And, you know, that's such a, such a good league that you, not that the pro series isn't great, but you can, anybody can sign up for a pro series event. And again, right. not to minimize it, but you get the honor of being drafted on an Exeter, you know, on a pro team, any team you get drafted on, you want to be there for your team as much as possible. Right. And, and I can, I can afford to, like, you can afford to miss a, a, a pro series event. Yeah, you say that, but as these keep filling up, I don't know. It's going to be harder and harder to keep a spot. Just saying. No, you're you're right, but I'm just saying it's for now. You should you be can saying. right. I've I've I can't miss more than two events. Right, and and you know what? That's good though. I mean, because it's going to force more people to not take weeks uh, to take pro series events off. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. So what I know, we have a couple of big tournaments. The Battle of the Sexes is coming up. Um, I know it did cross over the Timberlanes doubles tournament. So there is some uh, scheduling conflicts with that. Um, do you know when the roll-offs are going to be for Candlepins for Cancer Volume uh, 2? You mean the, the taping? The taping, yeah. Uh, taping has not been decided yet. Okay. Uh, we're still trying to lock down a place because some places won't let us do the weekend. Uh, they only want us to do weekdays, but that's, you know, that's tough for everybody, for people to have to take time off of work. Although back in the day, I mean, they, they were taped on Monday. Oh, like Channel 5 was taped on a Monday. Channel 50 taped on a Tuesday. Right. You know what? You, You're the money. Bowling, so. <laughs> if you were bowling, you took the day off. 
Yeah, and I mean, I feel like money the money already. I feel like the money that Alfie's going to be bringing in is going to make up for that day you're not working. Now you said the winner of the last one walked away with with two. Am I allowed to say it? Two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars. Uh, with, 18, with 18 people in a roll off. Yeah, I'll take a day off of work for a shot of two grand. 100%. So uh, I don't foresee that being an issue for me <laughs> that I'm going to be left with that uh, conundrum. But I feel like that's a that's a good day in the office. Two thousand dollars. So I agree. Um, I'm trying to think, do we have any other big tournaments that are that are up? Um, I'm not sure if uh, King of the King of the Hill at spare time is going on in the next couple of weeks with the holidays. Um, yeah. I haven't seen. Next podcast, we'll do a better job of getting a list ahead of time. Uh, I know uh, Lexi did post that she's going to start that Candlepin uh, calendar up again, which thank you so much because uh, we're not doing a great job at this. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that all we have for the lighter end of stuff? Yeah, we that's that's about it for that. Um, we did get an update on Danny Murphy, and it looks like he. I mean, I don't want to read the whole entire message. Just it's, it's on Candlepin chat. It, it's on Candlepin chat, and I feel like most of you have probably already read it anyway. Um, it looked like he went in for emergency surgery, just basically to allow him to have time with his family for the holidays which yeah. um you know they, they they deserve and it looked like he went in in good spirits he came out and and uh everything everything went as well as it could and you know just just want danny to know that we're thinking about him you know thinking about his family and uh, right it, it can't especially this time of year exactly and um so you know obviously thank you to um tonya for updating us on that and then tim lipke was the one who who sent it over to candle chat for those of us that don't know yeah. uh uh, the last thing that she wrote on the post, uh, and I just want to, I know you said everybody already read it is, uh, hug each other a little harder. Tell those you love that you love them and enjoy the holiday, uh, and time together. And I think that that part we need to also reiterate. Yes. Yes. Very much. I mean, I've, I don't want to say like, I know, I knew Dan very, very well. I mean, I was friendly with him. I used to go to all the NBA meetings that he was always at as a, representative of the ICBA. I mean, he was always just a friendly person. Yeah. Ambassador and, of the game. I mean, he, what, what else can you say? He was great at every aspect of this game. He was a proprietor. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a terrific bowler. He was a terrific commentator. Uh, he was, you know, he's a member of the ICBA voting committee, I believe. Uh, I mean, I mean, what, what, what aspect of this game did, did Dan Murphy not have his hands in? You know what I mean? No, I uh, believe me. I, I can't think of anything so, and excel at all of them. Right. Um, sorry to leave it on a somber note, but that's all I have. Yeah, that's, a, that's all. That's all I got. All right. Till next time.